I was telling Shane like we I did the back brakes of my truck yesterday, and only no, yeah no. only got one side done because <laughs> it started raining. <laughs> oh shit! It came the fuck down. Wow! Uh, did it? Hey. It's been nice here up until the last few minutes, and it started raining. It's it's been off and on today, you know, here or so. But yesterday, yeah, it came down pretty good. Yeah, we did the whole front end suspension on the Nova today. Did you? Uh, that wore me out, man. All that it was all factory. So you imagine fighting all those fucking bolts that have been on there for sixty years, however oh, the fuck old that car is. Man, there's a Nova wagon for sale down here for thirty five hundred bucks. Oh, oh shit. shit. It's got a three fifty <laughs> in it. And I'm like, oh, I want it. <laughs> I want a fucking wagon so bad. You know, when, when I went down to New Orleans to work, there was a car, and it was a Chevelle Malibu, is what huh. the badge said. Oh, shit. And it was ruined. They had to scrap it because it got all that salt water on it. I think Kane's dad had a Chevelle Malibu. Oh, yeah. It was a convertible. It was the car that was parked in his underneath the garage oh, yeah. uh, carport. I know they had a Dodge Dart for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Justin had a uh, a Comet for a while mm-hmm. that sat out in front of his dad's house that I really liked. I wanted that fucking panel wagon he had, oh, that yeah. pink one or whatever color it was. No, it was like an uh, orange color, rusted color, something like that. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly what it yeah. was. That was nice. Yeah. What what happened to all that stuff? Did he just sell it all? Well, uh, I th- yeah, I think so. I think once his dad died, that's kind of... Yeah. Oh, the... Uh, Brittany saw it. So yesterday, I was like, I'm going to take the diesel to the gas station and put some fuel in it because I only put five gallons in it when I bought it, mm. and I've been doing all kinds of shit in it, right? Yeah. And uh, I was like, it's got to be pretty close to running out of fuel. So I get to the gas station, and some asshole is parked at the fucking pump on the because the gas station it's got two diesel pumps on the same side, and then the front one if you're coming the side the front one has a diesel on the other side. Well, this asshole was parked at the very first one, then it made it to where I'd have to drive all the way around the fucking parking lot to get to the gas pump. So by the time I got all the way around the parking lot, the fucking truck ran out of gas. I had to push it to the gas pump. Oh my god. I was mad as hell. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Minds of JST. Tonight, I am your host. I am Shane. I'm joined with Tommy. Hello. And Josh. Hello, hello. Tonight, we're going to talk about the Cecil Hotel. Never mind the fact that I said good morning and I said tonight. I just caught that. So <laughs> just covering bases. Where, That's all it is. Where, yeah. <laughs> wherever we are in time, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so the Cecil Hotel is located in Los Angeles, California. Uh, it was built December 20th, 1924. So coming up on 100 years old. Uh, it was originally built to attract like traveling business people uh, as an upscale home away from home. So they, they put a lot of time and effort into it to make it a nice place. When, uh, unfortunately, building it right before the Great Depression, that's not how things worked out. It uh, 
quickly turned to a very low-budget hotel, became homes to criminals, drug dealers, etc. Um, they had to split the hotel into three sections, too. So the bottom a couple floors were for uh, long-term tenants. People just lived there like apartments. Uh, the middle of the building was converted to a youth hostel, and everything from the seventh floor up was what was still treated as the hotel. Well, because of the people that stayed in the hotel, because of how the the clientele it was attracting, the everyone will tell you you didn't go to the seventh floor up because that's where all the crime was, that's where all the murders were. Uh, progressively got worse and worse and worse, um, and this was all up through you know the eighties and nineties. Like it, it never got better there. One manager that ran it, I believe, in the eighties, nineties, she she just worked there for ten years. And said during her 10 years that there were 80 deaths in the hotel. Now, this is that was everything from overdoses, murders, suicides, um, so everything. But what's weird to me are the suicides and specific murders through there. You know, I'm not too, too care. I don't care too much about the drug overdoses. You know, that that's going to happen. But the suicides are very very odd and started in 1927 so just a few years after they uh opened and then stretched to i think the last documented one was 2016 yeah now there were the the suicides were caused by you know gunshots to the heads self-ingesting poison slitting their own throats uh, obviously being a tall hotel a lot of people just leapt from windows yeah yeah <laughs> It was wild, and it, it just never stopped. And the, the common thing with it is it was all kind of brushed off. Like, there was something wrong with the people that did it. They had pre-existing disorders or temporarily insane. Uh, tons of explanations. I could probably sit here and just read through the suicides for, for two hours. So I'm just going to go and, like, highlight a couple of key points through through these years. So let's talk about 1944. There is a woman... Dorothy Purcell. Now, this isn't a suicide, but it's a weird freaking story. So she was pregnant and staying in the hotel with her boyfriend, right? Well, in the middle of the night, she goes into labor, and she goes to the bathroom because she didn't want to disturb her sleeping boyfriend. First off, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes in there to give birth to this baby and gives birth, all without waking up her boyfriend. And then for some reason perceives the child as dead. Uh, She then walks to the window with what she thinks is her deceased baby and throws it out of the window, where it flies across the street, lands on the roof of another building, where and later she is arrested for murder because the baby was in fact not dead. She she chunked the shit out of that baby. Like, how far away is that other building? (laughs) So, psychiatrist evaluated her and everything, and then she seemed normal, and she she got off from the... She was mentally confused, I think is the term they use, because of the anguish of having a baby and trying to be quiet, but the whole thing didn't make sense to me. Like, why are you trying to hide the fact that you're giving birth? Like, wake your boyfriend up. I, I mean, I'm, I know there's some shitty guys out there, but are they that shitty? Like, I, don't wake me up if you're giving birth. Just go in a corner. You never know. <laughs> Plus, wouldn't the baby wake him up? Like, 
Well, if she if it wasn't making any noise, I guess. Yeah, may, maybe that's why she thought it was dead. They didn't come out crying, but I mean, you gotta slap them around sometimes, right? When they come out. Well, I mean, she definitely slapped it around. She threw it across the street. <laughs> Got a mother of the year. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so let's let's move forward. You have tons and tons of murders and suicides uh, pass, and then we land in 1962. Uh, there's a woman by the name of Pauline Otten. Now. Tons of people jumped out of this building and killed themselves, but this one uh, stood out to me because she leapt through the window to commit suicide and landed on somebody walking and killed them so instantly. Like, he was walking with his hands in his pockets, this guy was, and crushed him on impact to the point his hands were still in his pocket. Damn. I'm like, can you imagine? You would think at least there'd be some sort of jump or something. I mean... Anyway, that that stuck out to me as wild. So let's 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 fast forward a bunch. I know, like I said, I could talk about all this stuff. Uh, beyond the suicides and normal uh, deaths, there were also two serial killers that lived, like long-term residents of the building. This hotel is is known to be in one of the most dangerous areas in L.A. I believe it's called Skid Row. If you guys have ever heard of the area, uh, so. Very dangerous area, and not because of all that, you know, and all the people this hotel attracted. Some serial killers ended up there. So one was uh, Richard Ramirez. You guys ever heard of him? Night Stalker. He he lived there in the 1980s, and he would go. That was his area, and he would go out and he'd murder people, leave them in alleys around the hotel, and he'd come back, throw his bloody clothes. In the dumpster of the dang hotel he was living in and just go on up. <laughs> like it was Damn. nothing. Just walking around naked. He's brave, ain't he? Walking around naked. Yeah. <laughs> Got me. I didn't question it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you're saying, you know, all, about all the crazy stuff going on there, it's probably just another Tuesday for somebody. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it is. It, it very well could be. You hear a lot of stories about Skid Row. Now, what's wild, one is enough. Right, you think okay, one serial killer lived here. Right after they got Richard Ramirez, another one moves in, and this one was an international serial killer, Jack Unterweger, from Australia. He had one of those names, uh, something uh, uh, like prostitute, prostitute. I'll learn how to talk one day. Uh, the prostitute strangler, and he would go after these prostitutes and strangle them with like their own brassiers and and things like that. So yeah, he moved in right after that. People speculate he moved in because of his idolization of uh, Ramirez, but that's just speculation. But anyway, two very well-known serial killers lived here just in the 80s and 90s. Uh, just just nuts. So what, what brought me to discover the Cecil Hotel was a story I'd heard a few years back, and that was going to be my subject, was the story of Elisa Lamb. And then digging more and more in this hotel, I'm like, oh man, something, something's wrong with this place. But to talk about the story of Elisa Lamb, so she was on vacation, this is 2013, and she goes to the Cecil Hotel. Uh, she disappears, right? Just, just gone without, without, without a trace, except for some very bizarre elevator footage. Uh, it seems like she's talking to herself, but then also seems like she's hiding. 
but then running back and forth out of the elevator like she's uh, uh, waiting for someone as well. So she th- she's there alone and is very panicky. Uh, it, the video doesn't make sense. If you haven't seen it, definitely go out and watch it. Uh, there's a lot of copies. Copies, like blockbuster there's a lot of versions (laughs) out there what struck me as odd on the video too the elevator door wasn't closing now i don't know if there's some explanation to that maybe she had hit the stop button but i always thought you know blinking lights and alarm alarms would go off if you hit that stop button i've never actually hit one so maybe i'm wrong but uh there's numerous times she she was inside or outside of it long enough for those doors to at least attempt to close. Well, that's the last time she was seen. No one knew what happened to her. Well, three weeks later, after her disappearance, people staying in the Cecil Hotel started reporting that their water tasted funny. And they're like, okay, let's let's figure this out. Why does our, our water taste funny? Well, then they go into the water supply on the roof, and there they find uh, Lisa Lamb. Uh, naked, dead in the hotel water tanks to where everybody had been drinking her decomposing body for three weeks following up everybody is trying to say she was on medication she's bipolar and all this but if you read all the stories for this freaking hotel that's what they're saying about everybody there was something mentally wrong with everybody you're telling me over the course of a hundred years there were issues with everybody in this particular hotel it does just doesn't add up to me especially with all of the frickin' deaths, I mean, so, so, so many of them, the, the serial killers, the suicides, and the hotel, Cecil Hotel, tried to even cover this junk up and rename themselves because they they knew they had such a dark past. And that's odd. Like, you guys know better than anybody, these hotels that have all this crazy history leave their name the same, even if it is dark. You know, they're not trying to cover it up. The only ones that are trying to cover it up is when it's like, no, it's bad, bad. So they they renamed the renamed themselves uh, Stay on Main. Uh, that still didn't last very long, and they've actually they've closed down again and are renovating to now turn it in to low income housing. So the stories have stopped for now. Yeah, I told you the last one was like 2016. As soon as these low-income families start moving in, we're going to start hearing it again. I, I guarantee it. So, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this place? Definitely weird. I mean, just because you said suicides where they slit their own throats, too. Like, that's just not something you really hear about, you know? Yeah, that's an unusual way to kill yeah, yourself. Normally, especially, like, at a hotel, like you said, jumping out of a window, expected. You know, shot to the head, expected. I would even say like slitting their wrist and ODing on sleeping pills, things like that. But I mean, that is a slow, painful death to slit your own throat. Yeah, it takes some uh, dedication. I do have to ask, though, let's just, uh, Elisa Lamb, mm-hmm. let's just say she was bipolar and taking her medication. You guys know as well as I do, people that are blah, 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 people that are bipolar uh, and they do take their medicine, it it, it does help them. Mm-hmm. So I don't, if she was medicated on her medication for her bipolar, I don't see her acting erratically. I feel like, and I've seen the video you're talking about. Uh, uh, 
it does it looks more like somebody's after her mm-hmm. than her seeing things if you ask me yeah so i'm pretty sure she was just murdered right cuz i'm not going to pretend to understand all you know symptoms of bipolar right but it, it just doesn't that's weird to crawl into a water tank yourself just yeah, because naked? you're but yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I know that there's one theory that she was taking some type of hallucinogen. And that's what caused, that's why you see her freaking out. Again, I don't know. I don't know if they ran a toxicology on her or if they could. Um, but <clears throat> they they say that, you know, that's why you see her freaking out and she's acting like somebody's out to get her. Like she probably took some type of hallucinogen. And then wound up, I don't know why she'd be getting naked to get into the tank. Unless she thought maybe if I took my clothes off, I can get in the tank and, you know, stay alive and not clothes get heavy and weigh me down type deal. I mean, I don't know. But still, I mean, that's just weird. It's odd she even had access to the roof. Well, and that's the thing. She shouldn't have. Right. Everything was supposed to have been locked up. And that was one of the weird speculations. Like, how'd she even get through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could have been one of those things, and we kind of proved this in a weird kind of way. In the Arlington, um, what was what floor was it? The 11th floor or 10th floor you couldn't go on? The uh, 11th. Yeah. Yeah. So the elevator was locked, but the stairwell wasn't. So we were able to get up there. So maybe it could have been a thing like that. But the hotel in general... I wonder what kind of, I wonder if it is all the suicides or the or the murders and the crime and all that is what caused this dark energy to come around and start maybe making the people commit suicide, should I wow. say. That's why I, I tried to find some sort of, like it was built somewhere it shouldn't have been built. Yeah. Uh, I get what you're saying, but with them starting at, I mean, just three years after opening, uh I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure it makes it worse. Definitely. Yeah. The spirits and energies and stuff sticking around. Uh, but yeah, you, you know how I like the maps. I, I definitely tried to <laughs> speculate. Like, no, it's it's somewhere. It, nothing makes sense. But I mean, none of us are going to know what was there before. Right. Could it be cursed? Could have somebody that was helped building the building be like, they gotten fired. All right. And they're like, no, this land right here, this building will be cursed. What if, what if, like, during the process of building, like you said, kind of like a curse, but what if people used it for, like, sacrilege or, you know, because how how many, I know as kids, you know, how many times have you gone to, like, a construction site or an abandoned place and it's just riddled with, like, pentagrams and stuff like that? Yeah. I always take, I know this is really probably not what happens, but I always take those with a grain of salt. Like somebody was just trying to be edgy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally believe <laughs> Now, that. if somebody draws the fucking Leviathan cross up there, I might believe that one a little more <laughs> than just some pentagram, you know, or somebody writing 666 on the damn well, the, wall. The reason I said, because in the 1920s, you had a huge dealing with the occult. Like a lot yeah. of people, I mean earliest turn of the century a lot of people were dealing in the occult from seances to you know fortune tellers you could have very easily left a a window open you know 
Or a portal. Just to, to throw just a couple more things. Uh, Tommy, you mentioned the uh, the toxicology mm-hmm. for Lisa Lamb. So yeah, they did do that. It was just her normal prescription medication, sinus medicine, ibuprofen, and a very small quantity of alcohol, 0.02%. No other recreational drugs. And she was seen... She was seen that day. She talked to her parents. Also, the police brought in dogs that sniffed her belongings and couldn't find her scent anywhere in the building, which we see her in the building. Yeah, that's weird. You don't think the maintenance man killed her, do you? Well, the dogs would still get her scent. You would think. He, unless he knew how to clean. I mean, think about it. What do you need to wow. mask the scent? Like bleach and stuff, right? Well, I guess that would stain the walls. You would have to have special chemicals, I would assume. Odor ban. <laughs> Dogs are impervious. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing things out there. So, <laughs> yeah, that is weird. That I mean, nowhere in the hotel, no scent. Mm-mm. Think how many more of these videos we'd have if there had been cameras this whole time. Oh, oh man. Most most people died in their rooms. Yeah. So even the ones in recent years we don't have video of. Hmm. You guys want to go stay here? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm I'm going to get I'm going to get sacrificed and I don't want to get sacrificed. You won't be sacrificed. Yeah, you'll just off yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no sacrifice this huh, time. He gave us no reason as to he would do something like that and he just slit his own throat for some reason. And then jumped out the window. <laughs> Do you think this hotel is the reason that hotels nowadays, you can't open the windows more than like an inch or two? I don't know. Or if it was just... Maybe. I think. Uh, uh, yeah. All around. I, I think I think that kind of really started. I know like businesses, like tall buildings around the 20s, you know, in 1929, when the stock market crashed, you know, you had some people jumping out windows and that's when they were like, no, we need to make sure nobody can do that anymore. Here's my thing. How many of the suicides do you think were just people who heard the stories and just went there because they were like, I'm going to kill myself and this is the place I want to do it? I wouldn't put stock in that. I'm sure some of them. I mean, as many as there were. Uh, the stories I read definitely didn't didn't add up to that. So a couple of them like military guys just like, hey, you know, I'm getting a hotel, going to hang out and... Uh, at least two of them die by just poisoning, like straight up, like rat poison type stuff. And it's like, why? Wow, that, that's a that's horrible odd. death, too. I mean, <laughs> you don't yeah. you don't think they had some special ladies of the night do that, right? Like maybe they got some gals that they thought were you know friendly, and they wanted the money, just. That's just a weird way to, I mean, if you're going to off yourself, why rat poison? Yeah, that'd be a pretty shitty way to go. God, rat poison is horrible. Because I think it, it's like an anticoagulant, right? Like you would bleed out of every orifice in your body. Oh, man. Like if I was going to kill myself, it'd be like cyanide or arsenic or Drano. I don't know. <laughs> Look like Jeffrey Baratheon at the end of his wedding. <laughs> Fun fact, too, I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, you guys ever seen the American Horror Story Hotel? Uh, I watched a few episodes of it. Yeah. Right. 
that show was based on this hotel. Mm. Okay. Do you, and, and since you bring that up, because I know like people who died in that hotel essentially stayed in that hotel, right? From at least uh-huh. what I've seen. Do you think that might be the reason? Like, it just has people off people and then do things because it needs souls? Like something's there that needs souls? Like a ghost ship? Something like that, yeah. Oh, man, I love that movie. I love it. That was a good movie. Dude, that opening scene with that wire. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Which I guess the ship didn't need the souls. They were just like building them up to like ferry them to to hell or something. Yeah, it was like a reaper or somebody who had like a quota. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Because they got on a new ship at the end. The crew did. Not to ruin that old ass movie, but <laughs> spoiler alert, what? that's too late. It came out in what? Uh, 2002? But yeah, kind of like on that same category. You know, because there are stories of like houses that are haunted or land that's haunted by multiple spirits and they're being held by like one spirit that's just evil. Do you think that? You know, it could be something like that. Like, they cause people to, like, die and collect their souls. Yeah, that the seance thing you were talking about, Tommy, I didn't even think about it, but you're right. The, that could be very well what's happening. They've opened something, let the demon or somebody in, and mm. nobody can get, nobody's thought to, thought to get rid of it because they just see it as suicides because of the crime or and the killings and stuff because of the crime. And as bad as it is, like I said, on Skid Row, yeah, they're just like, oh, it's just people being evil, and not, you know, maybe they did open something up, yeah, and they are funneling souls into the <laughs> into the afterworld, yeah, afterlife, the afterworld, what the hell, yeah, you know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> oh, can't none of us talk today, <laughs> right? It's been a long week. Huh? Yes, it has. Man. I think, uh, Tommy, you probably are right on a couple of people at least checking in just to commit suicide. Because there's at least a couple records of people that checked in under fake names. Uh, uh, so one, one has been identified. Another one just never been identified. Uh, she checked in under a fake name and they never figured out who she actually was. I guess I could see that in a weird kind of way, you know. You know, uh... A lot of these people too. They always point out they didn't leave a note. That is strange for That's suicide. Weird. Even if it's just you know I couldn't do it anymore. I know even this. Like why check in? So the Allison Lowell. It was seventy five. Checked in. No note. Fake name. I seventy five. The year was nineteen seventy. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. I was, like, I was like, holy shit! You could have just waited probably just a couple more years. I mean. but she she checked in under a fake name yeah so how how did she die i'm I'm scrolling through this list i gotta find her again (laughs) such a big list oh jumped from the window that's so such the common thing one retired telephone operator was found she had been raped stabbed beaten and she was just you know a retired lady who just went and fed the birds. So all they found with her was like a bag of bird seed. And murder's unsolved. And it's like, what the... Who... There's something dark here, man. And that means if she was taking care of birds, she was on the roof, right? 
essentially. Well, she was found in her room. Oh. Somebody picked her random-ass room and broke in. Skid row for you. Another roof one is another unidentified man. Uh, he was. This was 1992. And they couldn't identify who he was. He was just a 20 to 30 year old male. And they're like, either he, he jumped, fell, or got pushed from the 15th floor. But again, how do you not know who he is? 1992, how was he in there and you don't know who he is? The 15th floor? Yeah. This is a 14 floor hotel. Why well, it is. <laughs> that must be a typo. <laughs> Oh, I was like, holy shit. Is it one of those ones that like skips the 13th floor? <laughs> it could. Huh. It might be. It, yeah, it, might be. It, it could be. And that's where they damn themselves, trying to <laughs> avoid yeah. bad luck. And you mentioned, Tommy, that they started stealing windows in the 20s. It's like, man, it's, these jumping from windows went on well. Well, that was that was mostly in corporate buildings. Um. And it was very few, very few, and mostly like the top high rise, like New York and stuff like that. And essentially, where stock market was. Yeah, there's no age correlation. There's no, there's nothing to relate these people to each other. And again, these are leaving out the uh, criminals and drug dealers that's leaving all of those deaths out of this and these are just oh my goodness you can only imagine yeah i wonder what it feels like to walk through the front doors of this place like how it would feel to you walking in like i, I would love to go with a virgin mind and not know anything about this hotel and walk through the door just to see what it feels like uh, that energy coming in yeah I'm, i mean What's crazy is just, like, all the deaths, and I understand, like, Skid Row is, like, the bad part of town, right? Like, drugs, criminals, things like that. Um, But even when you look at, and we've stayed at hotels that are, you know, what, how old was the Crescent? Probably, it was built in 1886. 1886, so, I mean, you're talking about over a hundred and... What, 40 years, something like that? 135. 135, I was close. Uh, so, and we went on the ghost tour and all that, and I'm sure that they would talk about pretty much all the types of deaths there, right? I mean, granted, they left out how many people probably died just from it being that, you know, scam hospital, but if we're talking about suicides and stuff like that and just murder, like, Really wasn't a whole lot for a hundred and thirty-five year old building. Uh, yeah, this one far surpasses that. <laughs> yeah, that could be location, but I really think it's more paranormal, <laughs> not people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's there's something. Uh, I I kind of like the idea of there's just some dark darkness there collecting them. Especially this is it, it kind of grossed me out hearing that they were turning it into low income housing. Because yeah. that seems to be the people targeted through this whole existence. And they're doing that. These people aren't going to want to live there. But given the area, it's like, shit, you know, we, we can't find cheaper rent than this. We're going to have to. And then it's just going to happen again. I'm going to go down conspiracy theory lane. Are y'all ready? 
What if, because California is the richest state in the country, they use that hotel to sacrifice people to some demonic presence so that way they can all be rich? Could be. There's been worse theories. <laughs> yeah. California. <laughs> I think the governor's going to sue me. I'm like, I don't care. I ain't got no money. Throw me in a hotel. <laughs> I guess it, uh, economically, I see why you would turn it into low-income housing. Again, the area, the skid row is... Not good. I do have to wonder if it's maybe it was a bunch of gangsters just mad as hell killing anybody that come around. Like, oh, I like that person, <laughs> murder. Because <laughs> the slit in your throat. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not saying it can't happen, mm-hmm. but that is a really fucking unusual suicide. Yeah, because like you said, it's not quick. You know the no. gun gunshot. You know, okay, you got. Just the quick squeeze, you know, or jumping out of a window. Yeah. It's just that jump, but that that's some dedication to pull that across you. Yeah, I just don't see that. And it, we all know that slitting your wrist is a is this probably is a a proper I was, what the fuck? a common suicide practice. What did I miss? I was just talking about the sacrificing me to the hotel. I get it. I get it. I get it's not sacrifice. No, man, we don't have to. We're just time. checking in. <laughs> yeah. I really <laughs> next to Tommy's name, it's gonna say Damn it, I lost the word. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Oh man. What's wrong with word. us tonight, man? I don't know, man. <laughs> being don't old. Know. Being old. It's yeah. like in y'all's text message talking about planting stuff and I'm like <laughs> Dude, I, look, I went to Shane's house before we left for the Crescent. There was like a thousand fucking little cups with little seeds in them, all in the right there at the flower bed that he's made. I haven't made it that far. We just, I cut down the bushes and cleaned it up to yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gardening is relaxing. <laughs> I say that I cuss it constantly because the plants are always dying or not giving me enough vegetables. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, you got to learn one way or another, right? Right. That's <laughs> that's probably what'll happen at ours too. Oh. Cuss that shit out. <laughs> uh, you can grow you can grow fucking wild ass raspberries, but you can't grow a fucking chili. It always trips me out. Like I'll do compost and stuff, and like a tomato will fall out on the ground. Don't do anything. Don't water it. Don't anything, and it grows better than the plants that I care for. And it's like, what? Are you, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. We're fucking it up. <laughs> Let them do their own thing. <laughs> yeah, just figure it out. <laughs> All right, tomato plants are hard to grow, though, aren't they? I think I think they're supposed to be one of the easiest ones. That's just oh, is it? They are susceptible to more bugs and more kind of rot kind of things. Makes sense. I always wanted to grow my own watermelon, but it's just a lot of water you got to use to grow it. We got plenty of it around here, right? Yeah, I just don't want to find that watermelon. Uh, hey, man, make you a rain catch. Yeah, I know. Let me see. Huh? I was going to say, with anything, just to water the plants. Yeah. Shit. I saw a picture, speaking of that, these people built their, built a planter box and then ran their gutter down and then ran it through the planter box, but had like an absorption kind of thing, but it, and had a lot plenty of drainage, but um, it would absorb the water into the surrounding plants. I was like, ah, that's a good ass idea. 
any kind of rainwater, rain your, you know, water your plants. But yeah, run it right in. That is smart. I I saw um, these people had their gutter hooked up to uh, two five gallon buck yeah you know, drums. You know the not five gallon, fifty five yeah barrels, and um, they were stacked on top, and then they ran down. You know, fill up the bottom one first, and the top one. And then that's what they used to gather water. I don't know if they were using that for farming or, like, just water for, like, whatever reason. I hope it was for, like, plants because unless you got a filter hooked up to that, I wouldn't drink that. <laughs> that's probably what that was, was a filtration system. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't see just collecting, uh, stacking 55-gallon drums. Mm. Were they plumbed together? Yeah, they were plumbed together. Yeah, like, that was probably a filtration system. Yeah, they're laying on their side, and like <clears throat> you'd have a pipe going from the essentially the bottom of one of the drums down to the other one. And I, I think what it was was it just filled up, and then it had a spigot on the other side. So, but there were no people inside of it that I know of. <laughs> That's in bad taste. I know. <laughs> this is true, though. I guess. I mean, yeah. Oh man. Can you imagine, I mean, I'm not to make light of it, but I would be so freaking angry if I'd been in a oh, hotel man. drinking water. I'm like, hey, this tastes funny. That might be why they closed down. I mean, could you imagine the lawsuit on that? I mean, they had to have had a few three weeks. I mean. Oh, God. How many people would have stayed there in three weeks? Like, I don't know what their average numbers would have been, but. I mean, it's a 700-room hotel, right? So, even if they were just at half capacity, I mean... Like, who maintained the water supply at this place? Because I would have feel like it... Well, I don't know how it worked then. Well, no, this was, what, 2013? Yeah, yeah. yeah just like 10 yeah. years ago. So, it would have had to have been maintained well more... Like, way more than it was back in the day. So, somebody wasn't doing their fucking job, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, you would think that they would do things like check the filters, check the whatever levels yeah. and stuff like that. Have to, make sure yeah. it's clean. I mean, right? I, I'm also looking at the police. Like, if you're searching for somebody, you're telling me you didn't think to open up these water tanks that are accessible, apparently? I know that it was everything was supposed to be locked up, but no. Nah, like, let's, let's check everything. What I think's weird, too, is... Uh... The video, right? Like, does it? Sh it shows her, um, in the elevator. Does it show her go anywhere? Because it's been so long. I remember the elevator part. It's been so long since I've seen it. Does she go up or down or? I can't. I know she pushed a bunch of buttons. Yeah, I remember that. And I don't remember where she got off. It wasn't the roof. Okay, so she did move from where. Yeah. Okay. Is I wonder if the elevator accesses the roof, like. Because I don't know if it's, I don't, I can't remember if it was on the roof. I think they showed a picture there in one of those like unsolved mystery type things. If the water tanks are like the little water towers you see on the roof of those buildings or what. But do you think the elevator has access up there, maybe? I wouldn't think so. Yeah, that's that's not a thing. Usually they'll have like a service elevator separate. Here, I pulled up the video. Let me go to the end just to make sure. Now, it looks like, yeah. She she just walked away. The floor she was on, she stayed on. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Uh, does it say what floor it was? Like, could you see it in the... I couldn't remember if you could see it in the video or not. I don't know if they'd be able to tell that from the video, would they? Because that just runs. 
unless there's some kind of sync synchronization to what floor it's actually on. Well, I was wondering because you know they kind of it kind of tells you what floor you stop on. I was wondering if maybe you could see that. Well, so she she goes into the elevator. She never goes anywhere in the elevator. Like she gets on it, pushes all these buttons, jumps back and forth, and and leaves. Like she never actually rides it anywhere. Yeah, I would imagine it's like all the other older hotels that we've been in. They probably don't have, unless it's right there on the side of the elevator. It's not going to have it, you know, like above it or. And if she don't leave the elevator, I guess that doesn't, or doesn't, or if she doesn't leave that floor, not the elevator. She doesn't leave that floor. Man, all right. So I'm gonna, I want to detail. On the first suicide there, because Josh, you you got me to thinking when you said, are the suicides what's keeping people there? The very first one, uh, he was a cook for the hotel, and he uh, he went to the hotel trying to reconcile with his wife and child, and that failed, and he went to the hotel and shot himself. Okay, so that one's a legitimate suicide, or it sounds like it. Yeah, so he he could be. His name's Percy Orman Cook. Could be the the guy. Could be the thing making everything happening. And he he was the first suicide, right? Yeah, in twenty seven, nineteen twenty seven. Oh, we gotta start putting nineteen in front of that. It's gonna be twenty twenty seven before we know it. Oh man, man. <laughs> it's not very far away. <laughs> but yeah, that could have started it because yeah, the next one was in thirty one, and it was a dude who ate poison capsules. Checked in under a fake name, James Willis. Oh shit! Huh. And there was no note. I'm assuming. Nope. Yeah, that's weird, man. That's that's a weird thing, you know. Not to leave a note of any kind. Like fuck this world, you know. I like cheeseburgers. Nothing. I like cheeseburgers. Suicide. Right. Like I don't think that goes together. But <laughs> I've only seen one that left notes. And oh, oddly enough, it was the guy who slit his own throat with the razor. Oh shit! Now thinking about it like that, if you're fast enough uh, with a razor, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, uh, all right. But you have to. Oh, shit, you'd have to be committed. Yeah. I mean, still, that is a like slow. I say it's a slow death. I mean, you bleed out pretty quickly, but for like at least. A minute or two, you're just gurgling and essentially drowning in your own blood. That's what you're waiting on. Yeah. You're just pumping all that blood out until you just can't function. So, Unless it was, he just went straight vein. No throat, mm-hmm. but straight vein. Maybe. And that would be the only way I could see. I don't know. Anyways, that's not. we're not here for details. <laughs> you're not here for details. <laughs> on the suicide part about it. We're here for the details on the hotel. <laughs> So, I don't know. I'm looking at the picture of the water tanks where they found her. It's like an aerial shot with all the firefighters and stuff. I'm not seeing. I wish I could enlarge this. Uh, but I see the hatches to go to get where you could get inside theoretically. But I don't see like ladders going up to the hatches. You talking about on the tanks themselves? Yeah. And the and the lat and like the hatches are not faced like uniform, you know they're they're just offset from each other. I don't know which one she was found in, but I'm not seeing a way like you could 
compared to the people standing next to these tanks, I don't, I don't yeah. see where she could just like jump up there like a spider monkey and jump in the tank. Yeah, because it looks like there's no, yeah, no permanent ladder. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. Where does the water come from for these tanks? Is it pumped into these tanks? I think so. Yeah. Because if you look on the top, it looks like piping. So I no, wonder. I mean, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna assume that she's in the back right tank, the one you see the the because it's open. That's where he's. That's a possibility that she could have. Uh, she might have been able to get on it from the other side, or if she got up on. I know how she got on there. Look at look at the. If she did get up there, all right. Look at the red door. It has a mm-hmm. permanent ladder going on it. You can get it on top of this roof. And then she could have jumped straight on top of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. See that? That's probably, well, if she did it, I, I don't believe she did it. I don't, I don't either. I'm just, you know, it's one of those things. If it is, that's how she would have gotten up there. Cause it's odd. She's naked. There's no reason. Um, there's no, uh, no unusual medications or drugs in her system. A little bit of alcohol, 0.02. What, what is that? A drink of beer? Yeah, a few a drinks beer. of beer? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> But all the deaths in this hotel are odd to me. I just, I mean, I it, you could chalk it up to criminal activity, but I, I don't think that's all of it. I think there, there's definitely something going on here, and I you can't say I mean, I guess you could say serial killer on some things because you did have the night stalker and that other guy. Yeah, but wasn't his mo like leaving the hotel and going and doing his thing, and then I don't think you would. That'd be stupid to bring him back, you know. Unless he, yeah. you know, unless he was breaking in, but I mean, I you, I wouldn't think there'd be a serial killer from 1927 just like poisoning and slitting people's throats, and you know, all the way up to today, and they still be able to do that. You know what I mean? I don't know unless it runs in the family. Oh, the Black Dahlia was rumored to have been drinking at Cecil's bar mm-hmm. days before her death. I saw that. I was like. I've heard of the Black Dahlia, but I don't really know. It was a woman that they found in cut in half on the side of the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty pretty gruesome. I've seen the pictures of it, and it's still an unsolved case today. Well, yeah, seems like everything around this is. Uh, we just just chalk it up to the Cecil Hotel being a murderer. Cuff them, boys. <laughs> <laughs> right. What if that was crazy? Like they're just like they they turn it into the low income housing, right? And they they start still experiencing death and people jumping out of windows and slitting their own throats and like just crazy stuff like that, right? And they're like, you know what? Screw it, tear the whole building down. And they go to tear the building down, and then every time they like move the wrecking ball or someone go in to gut it, like people just die because it's protecting itself. Yeah, that'd be wild. Well. I'm keeping an eye on it when they open, and if the stuff keeps happening, we we gotta go. Just rent an apartment there for like six thousand a month. That's <laughs> probably what it'll cost. That's low, low income. income. Shit. <laughs> I mean, it is yeah. California, so. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's weird that it's. I don't know why they would turn it in. I I do because of the area, but mm. I don't know. It, it must not have made it on the registry or something. That's that seems to be the going thing lately. Like, well, I'm not just like low income housing, but like uh, 
you know, the Memphis Marine Hospital, they're turning into condos. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, a lot of, like, abandoned places and stuff, you know, they're just turned into housing. I guess it's a way to clean up the city while not cleaning up the city. Yeah. <laughs> not to get economical, but, yeah, we're seeing that. Like you said, a lot, and they're turning all these historical places into that. They're tearing down all our woods, building new neighborhoods, and doing all this because of the demand right now. Man, everything's about to crash, and then we're going to have this surplus of housing everywhere, no jobs. We're going to be in Great Depression number two. That's when we buy houses, boys. (laughs) Well, that's if we don't lose everything in the Great Crash. Well... That's true. <laughs> I guess Shane would be okay. He owns his house. so <laughs> And y'all do too, don't you? Yeah. I don't own my house. I rent. I'm a damn-ass renter, according to my neighbors. Oh, you damn-ass renter. <laughs> they call you that for real? That lady across... Yeah, that lady across the street called us a damn-ass renters. Oh, over her dog. Like, fuck you and your dog. It's about to be where everywhere you're going to be renting. We were looking for houses in Nesbitt, and I'm like, Nesbitt shouldn't be too bad, right? You know, maybe most expensive might be 300 No, nah, they're talking about neighborhoods over there, $500,000 homes in yeah. Nesbitt. I'm like, jeez. That's why everything's going to crash. People can't afford that. Mm-mm. No, and it's not worth it. Look how much they want for new vehicles. Yeah. I mean, they're gone. Even used ones, it's ridiculous. Why I'm building one from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. Shit. I got two that are okay. <laughs> the other two, not so much. Go to the gas station, that drains your bank account. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. man. Put $25 in there, got five gallons of gas. Shit. Oh, Dude, I like that. <laughs> less, actually, it was less than five gallons. My truck was at a half a tank, and I put 14 gallons of gas in it yesterday. $60. So that means my truck takes 28 gallons of gas. I'm looking at about 120 plus for gas. I'm, I don't know if I told y'all this, but that F-250 has two 37-gallon tanks on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I will never put enough fuel in that to fill those up. I don't give a shit if it was $1.50 a gallon. <laughs> good God. <laughs> hey, that's good for long trips, though. I, maybe, but when you're you have a seven point three liter <laughs> gas hog or diesel hog, I don't know. <laughs> um, it does say like just to kind of circle back, but this uh, it does because I asked if it was on the historic registry, but Los Angeles City Council voted it a historic cultural monument, and they're still going to turn it into low income housing. So that's weird to me. I mean, it will be hard because once you're on um the historical registry with the department of interior like there's so much you can do to it i mean we've stayed in the hotels you know where they have to run they can't run the electrical through the wall or nothing like that like uh, it's already opened as affordable housing oh how much uh, are the housing uh it says on december 13th 2021 the cecil hotel reopened as affordable housing complex Operated by Skid Row Housing Trust. That's a name you can trust. Apparently this page does not exist on Wikipedia, yet it gave you the option to click on it. That's weird. 
Where do we rent this at? Yeah, where's the... That's weird. So, yeah, no website or anything? No, that no, uh, not for... I'm gonna, let me see if I can find Skid Row Housing Trust. Hmm. Maybe since it's... Well, I mean, I see their list of buildings that it's not on, but maybe they don't post them up until they're full or something? I don't know. Because yeah, I see how to apply, which we, we couldn't do it, and you have to be local and actually need the need the housing. Okay, yeah. explain to me how this one to six is low income. That can't be low income. <laughs> I have to wonder if it is yeah, if it's if it's just strictly income based housing. If it is then I don't know. If you look at their on their website, you know, they got the star apartments. Like holy crap, that is a weird looking building. Like I I don't trust that. I don't trust it. It who built that? They were they were wrong. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. It's like a a transformer unfolding out of his car form. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed something in the yes no in the CISO hotel. This little description over here says governing body. It says private. Is there a reason like that? It says that. Uh, that is weird. I know it's privately owned. But that's an odd wording. Or am I crazy? I mean, that is that. I mean, that's why nothing's ever really investigated properly. <clears throat> They're like, okay, okay, okay. We have all the say so here. Get out. Which is not, I guess, if you were to look at what property is owned and property lines, technically, you could, if a property comes together and there's this much room in between them, you could buy that plot of land. Could be one of those odd things. It's like they knew about that. And it could just be. Shit wording, I don't know. It's mm, a weird building. L.A. has a bunch of weird buildings. You people in L.A. have weird buildings, I'm just going to say. Nothing against them, they're just weird buildings to me. I just had a flashback of you, Tommy. What, ten years ago, riding through Jackson, Mississippi, and Tommy just looking out the window. Man, these here are some fancy buildings. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn. <laughs> I'm like, I thought he was kidding. I'm like, wait. I'm like, that is the most Southern I've ever heard you talk, Tommy. It slipped out on him. That's what happened. <laughs> some fancy buildings. <laughs> I found some pictures of that trip the other day, Tommy. Oh, did you? Being lost in New Orleans. And uh, Miranda took a video of us being pissed off at MapQuest or whatever it was back in the day. Just like, why can't we find where we're going? And she's just laughing, recording us. I like, know. Like, <laughs> we, dude, we circled that parking lot of that hotel, like, how many times? More than I want to admit. I mean, <laughs> well, we started I don't understand how the map couldn't even get us out of the parking lot. <laughs> 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 like, we, we get down, uh, you know, we go up to our room, put our stuff, and I, I remember us getting like, okay, we're going to walk to New Orleans. It's not that far. And Shane has, you know, phone doing the gps and we wound up walking for like a good what half a mile down the wrong way going away from new orleans and then the gps is like no turn and go this way and all that stuff and we wound up in the parking lot just circling the parking lot like three times hell no we made it eventually yeah yeah <laughs> yeah went into a art boutique i say art boutique art gallery looked at a painting that was ten thousand dollars and bought it no <laughs> <laughs> Ripped it off the wall, threw it down, stomped on it. 
I still remember that guy. That guy comes up and he's like, "Yeah, the artist uses like asphalt or something in the for like the the black of the whatever." I'm like, "Oh man, that's crazy." He's like, "Yes, it's ten thousand dollars." I don't even think we asked him the price. He just told us it was ten thousand. He, he wanted us to get out of his hotel or his his gallery. He knew we didn't belong. <laughs> Walking up to this antique shop, I was like, oh, look, I'm going to go in here. As I'm walking up, they shut the door on my face and locked it. <laughs> like, uh-uh. <laughs> Yo ass ain't coming in here. It's like, come on, guys. Well, We did look pretty rough, man. <laughs> All right, well, I think we've, we've hit what we can. So uh, what are your guys' final thoughts on this? What do you think's going on at the... Cecil Hotel. Oh, I was gonna say I think a demon's eating souls, but <laughs> I mean something's going on crazy, and I I do feel it's something something's causing the behavior. I just don't see, especially when it comes to the suicides on the certain like certain levels. Like it just seems weird. No suicide notes, nothing. You know, they're just like, oh, they just have a mental illness or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. I really think something's going on there, and I think it could be. On the paranormal level, uh, I'm right there with you. I believe, like you, like you mentioned, with the seances in the 20s being like they were very um, spiritual uh, kind of thing. I think somebody opened a portal and something came through, and they are funneling souls, or or uh, at bare minimum, capturing souls for hell or whatever, whatever you believe in. The uh, I do believe some of it was obviously crime driven, but for the most part, nah, the suicides, like you said, are just odd. No notes, no nothing. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. Yeah, I like the idea that the first guy, the first legitimate suicide, has a hand in it. Yeah. Uh, since he worked there, maybe this darkness had already got to him, you know, and we know it was already drawing the wrong kind of people there. Ooh, that sounds very Amityville. Oh. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But we'll definitely keep watching it, uh, see how it performs as a a residence, a permanent residence. I'm curious to see what's going to come up. We might have to do a part two on this in a couple of years. All right. Yeah. Uh, what's crazy is, you know, we know we got listeners in L.A. What if the hotel's listening? The hotel itself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there with some big headphones on the, on the street. <laughs> it's coming through. It's coming through the Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well cool well appreciate everybody tuning in today make sure to drop us a follow subscribe likes you know all of that cool stuff on all those different platforms uh go to patreon there's some cool stuff out there now if you want like sneak peeks and goodies and and merch right and we've got shirts and stuff and it's pretty cool pretty cool uh these were just our thoughts we hope to see you next time